I have a confession to make. The other night, I was out way past my bedtime, having a little too much fun. But I wasn't kicking myself the next morning with a nasty hangover or regrets for things that I did or said, because I managed to have a wild night out on the town completely sober. Whether you are taking a break from drinking, curious about sobriety, or in a 12-step program for recovery from substance abuse, this episode is about how I personally have fun without drinking or using drugs. This is the Lucy Beatrix Podcast. I'm a fashion model turned competitive runner currently stationed in Austin, Texas, where I'm training my tail off closely with some teammates and my coach as I go after this big marathon dream in just a few weeks. But something that complements my marathon training and is a huge part of my life is my sobriety. If you don't know, my story getting sober radically changed the trajectory of my life. From unhealthy fashion models subsisting on bottles of red wine a day to now, where running strong and fast is where I derive so much joy. And it's the holidays, so I thought it would be cool to tell you guys how I personally navigate this stuff as a sober person, but still manage to have a good time. Because I don't think having fun and being sober should be mutually exclusive of one another. And so I thought I would just tell you guys some stories and things that I personally do to navigate all that. All right, so let me paint this picture for you. Um, Last week, I did a balls-to-the-wall workout with my teammates. We went crazy. Well, for me, it's crazy because this is all just like so much, so much running and running fast and hard. And I am trying to make it so that my entire life isn't just running all the time, even though marathon training does take up several hours a day. It's a lot of energy. But I also want to balance that with, you know, being out with friends and being social and not having my head 100% about running all the time, because I think that's important. It's good to just break up like what you're thinking about, diversify uh, what your thoughts are. And so uh, a friend... A friend, a new friend in my life asked me if I wanted to hit up the local karaoke bar in town. And I love karaoke. I love watching karaoke. I love songs that people choose for karaoke for the most part. I just like being around people singing. It's just, it's fun for me. And so this person, uh, let's call them H. This person H basically picked me up and we went to a karaoke bar. But the cool thing was that as I was sitting there for, I don't know, four hours, four to five hours, it was a long, long night, um, I was sipping a seltzer water the entire time. And it was rowdy. It was loud. I mean, this is Texas. And like they say, everything is bigger in Texas. It was definitely a wild hooting and hollering time. And I loved it and I feel like being there sipping seltzer alongside people that were dressed up and acting crazy was so much fun and I hardly forgot or I hardly remembered that I uh, wasn't drinking alcohol I I have been out in the past in my like when I still used to drink I've been out on the town as somebody who drank and I know what that's like but being out and experiencing things as a sober person it's actually more fun than you would think. And so here's the thing. The first step for me 
for being out there um, in this kind of environment as a sober person was to just have a game plan of what to order as soon as I get to the bar. I say that most bars, um, I would have to say that they have options that are non-alcoholic, whether that's non-alcoholic beer or um, soda, like ginger ale or something. And for me, the most simple thing to get is a seltzer. I, I like seltzer. I just, I'll drink, I'll crack LaCroix all day long. So I got myself a seltzer. Um, and my friend H also happened to get a seltzer, um, even though he actually, I think he does drink in like some occasions. So it was kind of cool that he kind of like joined this whole thing of like, we're, we're having fun, but we're not drinking like together. And I think that that's, that leads me to the next step of going out and enjoying fun things. Um, and that's having a buddy, having somebody who's kind of in cahoots with you, who's like, yeah, we're, we're going to go do this thing. It's not just you by yourself. And I mean, there's a time and a place where you might be the only person not drinking, but it is a lot easier and fun to have someone that you're kind of doing that with. And so in this case, I was kind of like, wow, okay, like we're both we're both on this on this little adventure of seeing the karaoke scene through uh, our seltzer seltzer uh, goggles. So, yeah, so having having someone to like do that with you is pretty cool. Um, so I have to say that another thing about when you're out is that you also start to know notice when like when you're the one not drinking how energies of crowds seem to change over time that the more alcohol gets dumped into the into the system. So I could see, you could really see it at karaoke, but like the evolution of the night of just how much louder people get, how much more reckless and rowdy. And when you're the person who's just kind of staying at the same level and like witnessing this, it, it's kind of interesting. It just kind of shows how much of an effect this stuff does have on us. So for me, it didn't make me necessarily want to be part of that. I could just observe it from the sidelines and be like, okay, wow, yeah, people are getting, people are getting a little bit um, crazy. But at the same time, um, I didn't, I personally didn't feel like I needed to like jump in on that. I could kind of just be part of it from, um, from the sidelines. So another thing is that karaoke is definitely a thing where people are going there and they're drinking and stuff. But one thing you start to notice is that all of these events that seem alcohol centric, nobody's actually sitting there and looking at you expecting you to drink. I mean, yes, of course, there are exceptions. There are times and places where people will peer pressure you and they will say, what, you're not having a drink? Like, I, you know, I can't believe you're not having a drink in your hand or whatever. Or like, why aren't you, why aren't you taking, um, having a shot or something? And to those, to the, those situations, I say, A, fuck those people. Like don't, don't you know, if there is going to be someone who's going to give you a hard time for not drinking ethanol alcohol, as if they know the difference between that and a, you know, ginger ale, then just, you don't need to deal with those people or entertain them. Because in my opinion, they're not, uh, that's not a quality human that's going to help you be the best version of yourself. So just hear my voice in, in your head if somebody does try to peer pressure you to drink in a social situation. That's like, you know what? Nah, like you're not, that's that's not the kind of person that I want to be influenced by. But the other thing is, is that I was going to say is that most people don't really know the difference between what you're doing. Because like what you're putting in your body, no one is really that focused on what you're doing. But alternatively, some of us, and I mean, I relate to this, 
Sometimes we want that alcohol to take the edge off, to make us a little bit more loosey-goosey, literally, and like want to like feel like we're part of this um, this thing or like the be part of the group and like be able to let our guard down a little bit and who knows, jump on stage and start singing Lady Gaga and like alcohol seems to be the perfect social lubricant. And that's, I mean, that speaks to me. That's part of my story of back when I really did start drinking more and more, I felt like it did help me be um, funnier and more out there and less have less social anxiety. But if you can learn how to go into these social situations and know, okay, yeah, maybe the first 15, 20 minutes of feeling a little uncomfortable and like you're not the cool one or like trying to get, trying to feel the confidence and stuff, that can pass. And you just start to um, realize that you don't need to take that extra step of ingesting something to make you feel confident. Because is it real Is it real confidence if it's coming from something else, uh, from an, an inanimate uh, object or a liquid? Is it really, really going to help and strengthen your personality? That's something that I think about because I have noticed that in these sober encounters, that I'm just out or meeting people in the wild sober, I've formed such deep, meaningful relationships with people that aren't just forgotten the next day. And so it's kind of cool to think, even like the karaoke night, it's like I was there at this loud karaoke bar having a riveting conversation about music and life and everything completely sober. And I didn't wake up the next day and go, wait, what were we talking about? Oh my God, that was so wild. Like, why did I ever say such a humiliating thing? No, I was completely uh, present for it. And that made me feel like I actually got closer with the person that I was talking to. And so I think that it's like really powerful. Once you know that, you kind of can't unknow it. You're like, whoa, I'm like, I'm like actually forming really deep, meaningful relationships with people. And um, I've actually noticed this uh, even just like in running and running with others and how sometimes you go on these long runs with people and you're talking and you get very deep and you're like, wow, that I don't know what it is about runners. We just all were so open. And it's like, no, it's because you're you're very present. And um, I think that there's something to be said about that. And I'm personally very attracted to forming relationships that seem to have substance and are me being the most authentic real version of myself that I can possibly be. So um, as far as being out and about, there are a lot of activities that you can do. Like, you know, karaoke bar, that's pretty much in the trenches of you're around a lot of people drinking. But there's also a lot of things you can do that aren't super drinking focused. Because, you know, depending on where you are with your with your um, your curiosity of being sober, you might not want to stick yourself into such a uh, an atmosphere of like lots of people drinking around you. That might be kind of too hard for where you are right now. And in that case, I would say get out there and do something that's in nature or like do something that's more athletic. So like going ice skating or going and looking at Christmas lights. I went and saw Christmas lights uh, for a couple nights actually. The same friend took me kind of around to different, different versions of seeing either like the really big produced Christmas lights as well as like different neighborhoods that had um, intricate little uh, displays outside their front lawn. And in both instances, I was like, wow, like this is an activity that's not alcohol centric at all. And uh, really fun. It just is like very fun. So um, yeah, I'm like noticing, I'm noticing how 
for so long, I thought that alcohol was that necessary transition from having just like, you know, your day-to-day life, the monotony, the hard stuff, and then you just you just quickly can turn that off and turn on fun entertainment time when you drink. When really, you can just do that without the alcohol and make a conscious choice to go, okay, I worked hard during the day and now I'm going to go play and have fun and I don't have to actually like ingest something physically, whether that's drinking or smoking weed or whatever substance, you know, might be the thing that you're thinking of. You don't have to do something that's going to cause an immediate um, chemical reaction in your body. You can just consciously decide, okay, turned off work mode. Now I'm turning on play mode and I'm enjoying holiday vacation time and I'm enjoying downtime. I don't have to actually do anything uh, physically with a substance. Um, But so, yeah, I mean, the other thing is, is that for me, I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I go to meetings every day. So like I check in with sober people in that way to keep me on the right path. And like I I do this as like a, it's kind of like my spiritual hygiene maintenance plan. I mean, it's a little, that's a little bit more of an elaborate way of saying I, I go to meetings every day. I go and I listen to other sober people and I relate with, um, you know, their experience, strength and hope in recovery. And that helps me stay sober and helps me make these kinds of decisions of for the rest of the hours in the day not using a substance and just being above that. And so that helps me a lot too. So like another thing I would say is like just checking in with other people who are sober curious or sober themselves or whatever. Just, you know, that that keeps you, keeps your um, peer group kind of thinking in that way. And so if you have questions about, oh, how how should I navigate this holiday party where there, I know there's going to be a lot of drinking, I, I personally just am always asking questions of to other people who are also sober how did you do it like okay you've been sober for 12 years how many holiday parties have you gone to where you had a game plan where you were just you know had something in your hand that wasn't an alcoholic beverage and you managed to leave at a certain time that wasn't too tempting to go take a little you know taste of the 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 punch with whatever or the eggnog with whatever is in eggnog that's alcoholic like what did you do to get in this in and out of these situations that's like that's what I'm getting at is asking questions to people who have managed to do it themselves and so that's part of like uh, having a community or a strong community of people that are also not engaging in drinking so yeah At the end of the day, I think that it's important for us sober people to still have a good time. And I I felt so happy the day after karaoke because I was like, wow, that was really fun. Like I am loving Austin if you have if you can't tell. Like I love it here. It's so much fun. And just the energy of the city is uh, unprecedented. And so to be able to go out, have a good time, and uh, be the Viking cowgirl that I am without drinking is everything. And I just hope that for all of you guys. And I hope you can enjoy this week of holiday festivities and hear me saying, yeah, you don't have to drink. Like you can, you can have a good time and you don't have to pick up that drink. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope you're enjoying um, this wonderful season. And until next time, just be fast, just win. Win.